Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Wednesday, December 12th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at a choppy day of trading on Wall Street, new threats against Theresa May's premiership, and disclosures from Ernst & Young and PwC about bullying and sexual harassment. Then the FT's Richard Waters brings us up to speed on the attempt to extradite Huawei's chief financial officer and how her arrest is inflaming global tensions. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Tuesday was another volatile day on Wall Street. The S&P 500 closed slightly in the red after an early 1.4% rise. Early in the day, investors were optimistic that the U.S. and China were making progress in ending their trade dispute. China agreed to cut tariffs on imported American cars from 40 to 15%. But that optimism among investors faded by midday. That's when U.S. President Donald Trump met with Democratic leaders in the White House. Okay, thank you very much. It's a great honor to have Nancy Pelosi with us and Chuck Schumer with us. And They met to talk about funding for the government for the next year. The three leaders had a heated discussion on live TV, and President Trump eventually threatened to shut down the government if he couldn't get funding for a wall along the U.S.-Mexican border. If we can't come to an agreement, we have solutions that will pass the House and Senate right now and will not shut down the government. And that's what we're urging you to do. Not threaten to shut down the government because you, you let me just finish because you can't get your way. And all of the uncertainty around the UK's exit from the EU continued to unsettle investors on Tuesday. Sterling hit a fresh 20-month low against the US dollar after UK Prime Minister Theresa May and her Brexit deal were met with more bad news. Hello, I'm Henry Mance. I'm a political correspondent at the Financial Times, and I'm in London. Theresa May was visiting other EU leaders to try and gain support for a renegotiation of her Brexit plan. This is her tactic to win parliamentary support in the UK. She's going to try and get more assurances that the backstop, this insurance policy to stop an Irish border, would never actually be used. But there were two big pieces of bad news for the Prime Minister today. One was that other EU leaders do not seem to be willing to renegotiate. She met Angela Merkel, the German Chancellor, who really shut the door on any significant changes to the backstop or the withdrawal agreement. Jean-Claude Juncker, the President of the European Commission, was equally uncompromising. So this isn't what Theresa May wanted to hear. And then if that wasn't bad enough, by the evening we were hearing rumours here in London that Finally, Conservative MPs who want to oust Theresa May have reached the threshold to trigger a no-confidence ballot in her leadership. This is still unconfirmed, as I speak to you on late on Tuesday evening in London, but they needed 48 names. They didn't get them last month when they last tried to oust the Prime Minister, but it seems her decision to delay this Brexit vote in Parliament has annoyed just a few more MPs and perhaps tipped the balance You can therefore expect, if that's right, for a confidence ballot in the Prime Minister to take place within the next week. She would therefore need half of the votes of Tory MPs, so 158 MPs, to back her. Otherwise, she would be off the ballot. We're in a pretty uncertain period, and the Prime Minister's gamble of touring Europe doesn't seem to have paid off so far. This week, we've been covering revelations of inappropriate behavior at Britain's big four accounting firms. And now the remaining two of the big four firms have followed suit. Ernst & Young said that five partners had left the firm over the past four years because of conduct like bullying and sexual harassment. P. 
PwC said it had dismissed five UK partners over the past three years. These disclosures come just days after the FT reported that Deloitte and then KPMG disclosed that they had also seen several UK partners fired for their bad behavior. Chinese multinational telecommunications company Huawei has been at the center of an international controversy. The latest drama began when its chief finance officer, Meng Wanzhou, was arrested by Canadian authorities more than 10 days ago. They detained Ms. Meng at the request of U.S. law enforcement. Last night, a judge granted her bail at $10 million. But the company's problems are far from over. The FT's Richard Waters is here to explain the Huawei controversy and where it all started. Ms. Meng has been facing a, an arrest warrant in the U.S. since last August, but it was under seal. Nobody knew that warrant had been obtained. And it was only on December the 1st when she was transferring on a flight from Hong Kong to Mexico. She was in Vancouver transferring plane that she was picked up and arrested under a provisional warrant. Canada having an extradition treaty with the U.S., um, she basically stepped into a place where the Department of Justice could get its hands on her. Um, Since that time, she's been sitting in a jail in Canada, pending a bail hearing and facing what could be an extremely long extradition process. This, This could go on for years, up to 10 years, if she fights it. And what do we know specifically about what Ms. Meng is accused of? She's accused of lying to Huawei's banks, and in particular HSBC, lying to them about Huawei's relationship to a company in Iran that was selling equipment to the Iranian telecoms carrier. Now, this subsidiary called Skycom used to be a company that Ms. Meng herself was on the board of, Huawei owned shares in, and so it was very much under Huawei's control. But back in 2009, just before the U.S. imposed sanctions on Iran, Huawei says it cut ties with Skycom, sold its shares. She left the board. And so, you know, uh, according to Huawei, this is just an arm's length relationship now. The U.S. argues otherwise and says that actually this Iranian company is really an unofficial subsidiary of Huawei. It's doing Huawei's bidding. When HSBC and other banks grew worried about this about three or four years ago. They approached Huawei and asked and asked what was going on. And, and Ms. Meng herself personally gave a presentation to HSBC denying any connection between Huawei and the Iranian subsidiary or the Iranian company. This is a direct fraud charge now that she lied to a bank. So let's take a step back here. Huawei has been under lots of international scrutiny lately. Can you tell us why that is? Huawei's prominence is really becoming apparent just as the world's telecom networks are on the brink of, you know, one of the biggest upgrades we've ever seen, 5G. Huawei is very much out there now in front. And of course, it happens at just the moment when the U.S. is picking a fight with China over its growing technology prowess. I mean, uh, you know, the White House obviously has accused China of stealing U.S. IP, The timing of this is a serious black eye for Huawei. So is the concern that if Huawei's equipment is in a country's 5G technology that there could be potential security risks? Yeah, this this is very much at the center of U.S. concerns and has been for a while. The U.S. Congress has taken a very strong line on Huawei, basically accused it 
of espionage, accused it of building backdoors into its technology to steal information and basically blocked its sale to networks in the US. Huawei denies all of this, of course. And, um, you know, the US has been really pushing this case internationally in the last few weeks. And what effect could this have on US-Chinese trade relations? I think the deeper tension this is going to cause is hard to calculate immediately, but it could be quite severe. And I think, you know, we can look for it in a couple of different areas. One is, you know, this is a real warning to both US and Chinese executives as they travel globally, that they may be targeted now by governments um, looking to make a point. If China retaliates, and that's still an if, because, you know, we haven't seen any sign that it will yet. If it does, um, you have to ask, you know, what is the risk to American executives and other Western executives traveling in China particularly? What's, what, what is the risk to other Chinese executives, you know, traveling in the U.S. or in countries that have extradition treaties with the U.S.? And then obviously the, the other arena in which, you know, we expect to see some kind of impact is in the trade war that's currently underway. The arrest happened on December the 1st, which by coincidence, I think, was the very day that President Trump was sitting down with President Xi to try and paper over some of the problems they're currently having. So to have this arrest at the same time just really sets things back. And I think, you know, any hopes of uh, a quick resolution to the trade war now look uh, much further off. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following President Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, He's scheduled to be sentenced in federal court today for a litany of crimes. Prosecutors have called for a substantial prison term. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.